What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Confident Closers. Today, I have a really special guest, and I am excited, um, just like you, to hear her story because personally, um, we don't know each other that well. However, we are in the same industry. Uh, we share uh, a lot of similar values. We share... Um, and we also share the same faith. And so um, I think that although we've known each other for maybe a short period of time, we have been following each other. And, and, and it's that faith that we share that has really brought us together. Um, and so with that said, um, welcome to another episode. And you guys, if you are watching the recording of this, um, do know that we do have a podcast as well. You can always find the Confident Closers podcast on Google, on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite platform, you'll find it there. So if you need to be driving or on the go, make sure you go check out um, the podcast and make sure you downloaded the Confident Closers. All right. So. I am going to introduce you right now. I got Juliana Incapié, and she is a senior mortgage advisor with Hamilton Group. Uh, she is a super amazing uh, woman, professional, mom, wife, from what I can see. And I know she's extremely authentic, so I know it's true. So with that said, Juli, uh, just introduce yourself real quick. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Anna, for... Um, inviting me to the special uh, podcast and I am very grateful first of all for you know for being part of it and for you thinking of me so thank you so much for that um, and yeah like you said so I am Juliana Incapié I'm a senior mortgage loan originator or mortgage advisor how I like to call myself because my job is to advise people um, and Hamilton Group Funding just changed their name as of October 1st now we're Hamilton Home Loans Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So we we did a rebranding, so that is awesome. Uh, we're 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 finishing the year strong with a new name, a fresh start, and we're happy to do that. So that's me. Thank you so much for introducing myself. Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you for doing that. Now, before we get started, I definitely I want to tell um, our audience why why did I. Um, approach you right um to to be on the podcast and so i'll tell you what guys you know um juliana from what i understand and what i see not knowing much yet um she's a woman of perseverance um you know being a loan officer too it's not an easy task and so you know being able to uh follow through to uh you know keep keep her professionalism and also be a mother and be a wife and have the passion that she has and create, you know, everything else that she does and all the hats that she wears. Um, I know <laughs> that we all have a story. And so without knowing much about her story, it was this tug in my heart that, um, 
I needed to approach her to have her here with us today and uh, inspire us on her outlook, you know, how she, how, how she has been able to overcome fear and challenges and obstacles, right? And so we all know we go through these things and we sometimes feel or like to believe that we're the only ones and we're not. And so this is why women like Juliana are committed to come on and share their stories so that uh, we have a wider perspective, uh, perhaps, and, and, and maybe uh, get it over whatever it is that's going on in our lives right now. So I'm just going to stop talking because I feel like I'm talking too much. Juliana, I just want you to uh, just share with us, you know, from wherever point you want to start, just tell us your story and how have your life's biggest challenges have turned into your biggest blessings. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for all those kind words. I, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to hear those things um, and, and people's perspective about yourself when you really don't get to talk about that. And so it, it's really nice to hear, you know, hear you say this and, and the impression that I've given you just through social media and, you know, the way that we connected. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, thank you. I'm going to take it back to Colombia, where I was born. Um, I was born in Colombia in a, in a small city called Pereira, okay? Um, it was my mother, my father, and I. Um, and then when I was 10 years old, my, my mother got pregnant, and I had a little brother whom I adore, and I feel like he's my son as well because I'm 10 years older than him. And I was able to, you know, raise him as well. <laughs> so when I was 12 years old and my brother was two, um, we had a very impactful um, situation or something that happened in our family, which caused us to completely change our life. Um, so my mother used to be a stay-at-home mom with us. And my father used to be the provider. So in the Latin countries, usually it's that way. It tends to be the mother. I mean, nowadays has it has it has evolved a little, and women have been, you know, out in the work field more. But it, Latin American cultures are usually very uh, the roles of the genders are very, you know, instilled. Like the man is the provider, the woman is the one that takes care of the kids and whatnot. So when I was 12 years old and my brother was two years old, my father was murdered. And sorry, it's, um, it's tough to talk about this, but I think I have to bring it up. Um, so this caused us to completely change our life. My mother had her family in, in the United States and they helped her come I'm sorry I didn't think I was gonna get like this it's it's been years it's so it's okay and this is your time so if you need to regroup we're here for you okay so um, and the reason why I'm getting like this is because my father was a very important person in my life um, he wasn't just a father, he was a friend, he was 
he was everything. And so um, it was a very, very tough loss for me um, as a kid. And um, so my mom had her sisters live in Miami and they helped her um, with, you know, with all the expenses of bringing us to Miami so that we weren't by ourselves and that, you know, we got an opportunity to, to, you know, el sueño americano, to the American dream, because staying in Colombia wasn't an option when my father wasn't available to provide for us. My mother had always been home. I mean, she did work when she was younger, but you know, we were kids. It was, it was tough. It was tough. And back then, that was 1996, um, life was so much harder in Colombia. The, there was so much delinquency. There was so much guerrillas and whatnot. And it was, it was very tough. So, so we made a change. We, we came to the United States and I started very young. I was 12 years old. Um, well, I was almost 13 already. So I went to a middle, I, I, we moved to Miami. I went to middle school and I had to start fresh on my seventh grade. Okay, so I started, obviously, you're coming to a new country, you don't know anybody, you feel like you're out of place, you're a kid, you're going through some rough changes. That age was like from, you know, becoming a kid to a teenager. It was so many changes at once happening. Uh, but you know, I think it was, it was, it was meant to happen. And I am so grateful to my family, to my aunts for, for making this happen for us, because this opportunity definitely changed our world. I know it changed mine and I know it changed my moms and my brothers and, and we are so grateful for that. So, um, you know, I started, I started middle school. I went to middle school for about um I, I went to glades middle school i don't know if you if you know but glades is it's in kendall um and then it was it was very tough for my mom with us in miami as it was so my uncle used to live in new jersey and he offered to help her um a little more a little further so we went to new jersey we then moved to new jersey like a year later from moving to miami um, he welcomed, uh, he welcomed us into his home and we used to live in the basement. It was my mom, my brother and I, um, then, um, we started going to church. I mean, we, we had always, my mom had always been a Christian, but she was in Colombia. So there are, there Christianity, but there are also religions like Baptist and Pentecostal and whatnot. So she used to go to one of these churches, and I used to go with her all the time. My brother and I both were raised in a Christian church. Uh, but, you know, I was a kid. I, was, I used to like to go because it was cool, and I used to like, you know, to sing and whatnot. It wasn't boring like the Catholic church. I'm sorry. It's just my perspective as a kid. Um, so, you know, that was my, thing, my thought back then. When I continued growing up, I started backing up from church because now my mother couldn't force me to go. So, you know, it wasn't important for me. 
even though I always felt like I really, you know, I believed in God, I believed in Jesus Christ and, and, and I had it, but I wasn't really practicing any type of religion or any type of faith. I, I was away from it for, for a very long time. So we moved to New Jersey and from a very early age, I had to start working. I started working. I actually started working before my father passed. My father, my father was a lottery seller, lottery ticket seller. I don't know, but like in Colombia, there, there is the lottery. There is not like over there. I mean, it's not like over here where people actually go to a Publix and get a lottery ticket. No, here you have a person that sells lottery tickets, right? So in Colombia, he used to do this and I used to help him do it when I was only 10 years old before my brother was born. So he used to take me with him on the streets. I used to go on one of the, of the crosswalks and he used to go on the other one. And I used to sell more than him, obviously, because I was a kid and, you know, people want to help you and whatnot. So I wasn't afraid of working. Uh, when we moved to New Jersey, once I turned 13, 14, I was in high school already. I started working part-time. Mind you, I am working. Um, so I think I left off a pretty important part, which was we were immigrants. We didn't have papers. We didn't have a green card or anything like that because we came in with a visa and we stayed and we had to, you know, uh, survive anywhere, any way we can. So um, I was working with, I was working with, um, with um, different various um, tasks. I was, I worked at a supermarket as a cashier. I work at, um, at a um, ice cream shop. I worked at the mall. I worked as a waitress. And all of this while I was going to high school. So I never really had a chance to, um, you know, be in sports or be in a, in a music band or be on this. No, I was working and going to school full time um, and helping my mom, of course, because it was just the three of us. So um, by the time we reached, you know, it, it was my high school graduation. I really, really wanted to go to college but I couldn't because I had no papers yet. I had no green card. So it was a bummer for, for me, but I was like, hey, screw it. You know, I'm just going to continue doing what I know to how to do, and that is work. And I went in the work field, and I was like, um, I'm going to start working full time. So my mom used to do house cleaning for this Jewish family, and they used to have a company um, it was it was some something in the technician technical whatever digital I don't know so they hired me as their office assistant I started working with them and I used to go every morning with my mom and come back at night every day with my mom and that was my first job I was I think I was still in high school back then yeah I was and this I was all still in Jersey yeah this is all still in Jersey. So okay. I started working um, with this with this family, and then that was kind of my first official office administrative position that I ever had. Um, and then and then I started escalating. I moved um, 
to a different company that was, um, I think, it was it was like an Indian company that used to import Indian um, like accessories and whatnot. I used to work book doing the bookkeeping for them. I worked with them for a little bit, and I had always been jumping from job to job. I wasn't I wasn't stable because. It was like I was looking for 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 what I wanted to do. I, I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and and so because I hadn't gone I hadn't gone to 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 college, and I didn't ha- pick a career. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So this was all from like night. I I don't know. Say two thousand. Well, from from when I started working part time, I was going to high school. That was probably 1998, all the way through graduation, 2002. I worked this whole time in different positions and whatnot. And and then, and then around 2003, 2004, I met someone um, and we, we kind of, um, you know, we kind of started dating and, he was he was a really nice guy. My mom at this time was planning on moving back to Miami to her sisters because she was tired of the cold weather. So here I am in the middle of a brand new relationship and my mom moving to Miami not knowing what to do because I was really like starting to fall for this guy. But I also wanted to be with my mom and my brother. So I didn't know what to do. Um, and I was like, I think it's time for me to move on and start my own life and start thinking about what's best for me too. So luckily for me and, and for my family, this guy was amazing. His family was lovely and they told him to marry me and give me papers. Uh, but mind you, we were only boyfriend and girlfriend. So we, technically got married because, you know, he wanted to help me, but we did have a relationship and we moved in after three months of dating. So uh, I started, um, you know, I, 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 I moved in with him and we started a, um, now an official relationship. And a year later we got married. He gave me papers. And now here I am in 2006, 2007, um, I think it took a little bit longer to for me to actually get the physical document in my hand, but that was a milestone for me. Like it was, it was, it was great because I had been waiting for this my whole life and my whole time since I moved to the United States. And you know, here he comes and helps me with this, and this was just amazing because now I felt like I could really be someone and I could make my name be heard and, and, you know, be able to do anything that I wanted to do and not have to be like, uh, like reprimida that, you know, oh my God, they're going to catch me. Uh, they're going to deport me or whatnot. So for me, this was a huge milestone. And, and the first thing that I did was join college. I, I went to Berkeley college in New Jersey and at the time, I was working for Paula Ralph Lauren for the corporate office in New Jersey, in Lyndhurst. Um, and I said, you know what? I like this. I, I like the human resources feel. I was in human resources. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue a degree in human resources. And so I started and I joined. 
um, the bachelor's degree in human resource management. And that was the career that I that I decided to pursue. Uh, so this was back in 2000, 2008, 2009, around there. My husband at the time was very supportive. He used to work full time and he used to help me tremendously. Um, I used to work full time from Monday through Friday at Paula Ralph Lauren. I used to go to school full time because I wanted to finish my career quickly. So I used to take like 16 credits every every trimester because they go per quarter. Um, and I was taking full classes Monday through Thursday, every single day, 6 to 10 p.m. And then on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, I used to work at a, at a restaurant. So I had two jobs and went to school full time. So when someone tells me I can't do it, yes, you can. Like I can tell you, believe me, I've done it. I'm now I'm going to tell you. You have to make many sacrifices because it's not easy. It's tough as hell. It's been very, very tough, but it was so much worth it. Like I would do it again and again if I, if I had to. So I did this for about a year and change. Um, and then five days, about so I'm talking about 2000, 2000, 2010, 2009, around there, right? Um, then things, uh, things started to, to be very... So I told you about my job hopping, right? I yeah. swapped jobs very constantly because I didn't feel like I was in a place where I really wanted to be. And it was, I think, mainly because I am... I am a person that likes to be challenged. Like I don't, I am not complacent of having to do one thing and be doing that thing alone and that's it. And my job was very basic at Paul or Ralph Lauren. So going back a little bit in time, because I skipped this part and this is an important part. Back in 2006, I started in the mortgages area with a company that was, in New Jersey. And so I started in the processing uh, uh, department. Okay. I, used, I started opening files and then I was moved to a processing position and I really liked the job. However, in 2008, when the bubble came and everything fell apart and people started losing their homes and whatnot, I freaked out because I was very new to the, to the industry and I got out, which was when I moved to Polo. Okay. So being in Polar Lauren and 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 going through this this stage of my life where I felt like I was getting stuck because in the corporate world, what I feel is like if you don't know anyone above, then you're not getting anywhere. So there is a lot of bureaucracy and you have to really know the people here so that you can get close to no <laughs> and, and so I'm like, no, I don't want this for my life. I want to be able to, you know, escalate and go up and there's no limit. Like I, nobody can tell me that there is a limit. No, I want to do it and, and, and I'm going to do it. So simultaneously, I was still in school um, and I got interviewed with my prior employer who had moved to a different company and they were needing a processor. 
So I went to the to the to the interview and I loved what they had to offer me. So I went back to processing back in 2010. Okay, um, I started working as a processor. During this process, I was going through a very rough time personally because my husband at the time and myself weren't in good terms. We were having some issues. And so we decided to call it off. And we got you know, we got separated um, around the beginning of 2010. Um, and then towards the end of 2010, I got laid off from this company because they weren't doing good. So I said, you know what? It's time for me to give myself a break. Mind you, I haven't been to Colombia in 16 years. So I want to try and go and see how it is because I hadn't been back to Colombia since 1996 when I left. So I took a break and I went to Colombia um, and I loved it. Uh, it was it was amazing. It was like I just I I I am in love with Colombia. Like the people, the places, the weather, uh, my family who I who I hadn't seen for so long. And so during this trip, I stayed for three months. I met this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, here I am. We've been married for 10 years. I met him in my first trip to Colombia. Then it it started, it became uh, a relationship, a long, long distance relationship, because at the time I was just a resident. I couldn't be out of the country for six months. So I had to go back and forth. And I started going back and forth, and then, and then here I am. Um, you know, I, I, we, we moved back in 2013. Um, I started. I, I, I said to myself, I don't want to know anything about mortgages anymore because I was tired of it because of what had happened to me in the past. 2006, I started and I loved it and this and that, but then you know. Uh, the bubble happened, like everything went to, you know, it was crazy. The industry was super, super unsteady. And so I didn't want to stay there. And then in 2010, I go back and then I get laid off and then I'm like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> so I thought, okay, so what do I do? Well, um, I had a degree. Now I finally finished my degree in human resources and I started searching for jobs but I have no experience. I have, what, 10 months of experience as an admin uh, in HR. Nobody's going to hire me unless I know somebody, someone here, right? <laughs> That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get to work in whatever comes up. So I know this underwriter from back in 2010 who used to live in Florida. Oh, and we moved back to Florida, not to, not to New Jersey, because my mom and my brother were already in Florida. And I felt like Florida was the best place for my my husband now to make that transition and not have that big of a shock from Colombia to New Jersey. So, you know, we made that decision. <laughs> we came to Miami and and I started searching for jobs. And so this underwriter that I had met back in 2010 told me, hey, there's this guy. He's a broker. He's looking for a processor. Maybe you want to try I'm like, okay, whatever. I went to the interview and he's like, yeah, you got it. We love it, blah, blah, blah. They offered me a very low salary, but I accepted to take it because I was desperate and I needed to, 
you know, to go. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what it is. Uh, destiny. I, I don't know what you want to call it, but life keeps pulling me into mortgages. I keep trying to get out of it and I keep being pulled into it. I guess there is something here for me. Okay. So I didn't fight it back and I worked with this company for about three years. Um, I started as a processor and I very, very quickly started escalating, not in a, not in a position because it was a very small brokerage, but salary wise, you know, they were able to see what I was capable of doing and they, they compensated me for it. And, and I was very happy with them. And I learned so much because obviously I had been out of the industry for so long. Um, so I needed to, you know, get my hands back on and kind of, you know, get a feeling for how the industry was then. So I started working with them. Um, and then about 2015, I started feeling the same way I always felt like I'm getting stuck again. Okay. I'm a processor. I come, I work and processors work their butt off. Like it's insane. It's insane. Hats off to all my processors out there because this is not an easy task. It's like you have to work extra hours. You have to work. You have to like it. And it, everything is a priority. So yeah. it was a very tough position and I felt like I was burning out and I needed an an exit. I needed to be out and I needed to do something else, but I didn't want to change careers because I, I was really in love with what I used to do. I just felt like I was getting stuck again. So I approached my boss at that time and I told him, Hey, I want to become a loan officer. I really want to get my license and I want to do this and I want to do that. Uh, he said, go ahead. I'll support you. So I got my license back in 2015 and I started originating. And I loved it even more because then I had more control and, and there was more contact with the consumer, with the client. Um, I've always been very, um, very pro on helping people achieve their dreams. And so for me, the American dream is to be a homeowner for every single Latin American family that you ask, what's the American dream? to become a homeowner or to live in the United States for someone that's in Latin America, right? So I'm like, okay, this is the perfect way for me to be able to do something that I love and that I am passionate about and be able to help my community at the same time. I feel so connected to Latinos because of everything that I've been through. Like it hasn't been easy. And I know it hasn't been easy for most Latinos that have come here for a better living, for a better world. And they have, they have to work. And people that have had excellent lives in their countries, they, people that have been uh, lawyers, attorneys, um, doctors, and they have to come here and do and clean bathrooms. They have to come here and, and do janitor services, and they have to come here and do landscaping. It's not easy. It's not easy to have to go back. You know, for me, it was the other way around. But regardless, I mean, when, when we were in Colombia, we were a very humble family. We lived very humbly. We lived in, they call it inquilinatos. So basically it's a house where there are 10 families and each room, there is a family. That was us. 
there were three there, there were three of us or four of us living in one bedroom and I came to living in one bedroom to having my own room at some point because I always share my room with my brother obviously it wasn't you know so these little things make you be so grateful for everything that you didn't have and now you have and I think I can talk with a lot of um um, I don't know how to say this word in English. Propiedad, like yeah, I have a lot of uh, ownership, like ownership, because yeah. I have lived the American dream, which it's part of my word, part of my French is shitty at the beginning. It's not easy. It's shitty. Like you, you have to go through so many obstacles and so many things to actually be able to. To become someone, to you yeah. know, yeah. So, so I was like, you know what? This is this is my time to shine, and this is my time to be able to help all those people that need to become owners, homeowners, or that want to become homeowners and haven't been able to. And this is my time to be able to help while I do something that I absolutely love and I am passionate about. And I started my career as a loan officer, loan originator, now mortgage advisor, because I don't like those words. I feel like my job is not to sell a loan, not to. Nobody like, wants to buy a loan. I mean, who wants exactly. to own debt? <laughs> it's like, let me go buy debt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, no, I am actually helping you or have helping loan. Um, I'm sorry, helping homeowners, helping people become homeowners. So it's. Yeah. Basically, just the guidance throughout the path. Um, so, my go ahead and let's wrap it up because I have so many questions for you. No so, and I want to get into it. it. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up with this. So, um, from 2015, when I became a loan officer, licensed loan officer, through 2020, it's been five years. I can tell you that my professional career has a has been a roller coaster. I have been with three different companies besides the broker that I started with, um, and I am now in a position to say that I am I am I am great where I am right now. Um, I love the company that I work for. I love their culture. They're all about their employee, and I and I love that. And my team is amazing. My branch managers are a phone call, a text away. They're always responsive. So I feel like I am in the place where I want to be. And um, and, and I'm loving it. Now, you haven't gotten tired yet. Huh? You haven't gotten tired yet. No. Like- <laughs> no. It's been five years. Can you believe so no. I feel like I have so much more to do. So I started by myself and I have, now I have a team of four. So it's four people in my team. I have someone that assists me with uh, preliminary phone calls. I have someone that assists me with getting conditions from the client. I have, I have a team that is being put together and continuously um, improving to be able to offer that beyond excellent service to my clients. And so to wrap it up, you know, just kind of, um, I think it's a lot to tell in a, in a, in so little time. My, my conclusion, my conclusion would be, you know, you really definitely can do anything that you set your set mind, you set your mind 
Um, it's not easy, but with perseverance and with efforts and with consistency, because I think that is the key, not giving up, just being consistent. You can, you can do anything that you set your mind to and don't ever think that you're less or that you can't, or that, you know, you put yourself, you put your, you put your mind into knowing that you are worth it, that you are capable, that you can do it and you will do it. That's it. Amen to that. And wow. Um, you know, I definitely want to mention this because before we came on, um, and with our busy schedules, you know, I'm, I'm like scattering like last minute questions and whatnot. And, um, I was thinking, you know, what's the title of, of, of this episode? And so, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect, you know, your lives biggest challenge was was losing your father really it was that point in your life very painful time that led through this journey right um to now be back because you did a full circle Mm -hmm. you got your husband and now you, you know what I'm saying like it was just like a full circle of and so um Wow. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for sharing. I have many, many questions and I know. And so, you know, for our listeners who perhaps maybe didn't lose their father, right? But maybe they're going through a divorce or, uh, or you know, um, loss of a child or even a child, loss of a parent. I mean, there's so many, you know, life challenges, things that happen in our life. And I know that in those moments, it's a little bit harder, right, to take the advice of, hey, I can. I will overcome this. I'll be okay, right? And so what would you say, Juliana, to any of our listeners right now? And I know you were young at that time. However, I mean, you were still old enough, right, to remember and to understand. Um, so what would you say to somebody who is, in that in that position, right of a of an a, a life change, especially right now, the whole world just went through COVID, right? Um, yeah. So um, I think I left one of the most important parts of my life out, and I am I am sorry for that because that should have been the first thing that I talked about. I mentioned that I was Christian, right? So about two and a half, three years ago. Um, I had an encounter with God again, and he was presented to me by, I mean, it was, it was much more than, than three years ago, but I started, I started going back because I don't know if you've, if you've, I think you, <laughs> these are like my world savers. Like I do this every single day. And one of my coworkers from the first brokerage that I work with gave me these. Right. That's a devotional, right? Yes, it's my devotional. So I read them every day and she gave them to me and I used to have it by my desk, but I really didn't used to like I really didn't used to read it or, you know, just once in a while when I felt like it or when I saw it and I wasn't doing anything else, I was like, oh, let me do it. Okay. But it wasn't until about three years ago that something touched me. I needed I needed God in my life. And I, and I, and it was like, it was like, it was like a wake up call for me. So I started 
searching. I started reading my devotionals every day. I started reading the Bible. I started listening to 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 audibles about you know about sermons different and things and, and yeah and and I started finding the real purpose of my life, which is basically to serve him, to serve him and to do every single thing for his glory and for his honor. And that has been the purpose of my life. And it wasn't until I realized that without him, I am nothing and I am lost, that I was able to overcome everything and to know that everything that I have um, surpass or everything that every obstacle that I have, I have been able to overcome hasn't been me. It has been him. He has never let go of my hand. Never, never. He has always been there. He has always been faithful. He, he has always been loving. And I may have lost my earthly father, but I never lost my heavenly God, my heavenly father. He has always been by my side. And I was very, um, I was very lost, and I was very young to 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 understand. Um, no, I don't think age is a problem. I think it was just that it was it was in the time. It was it was the right time when he when he wanted it to be, and and it was it was the perfect time. So for anybody that's going through uh, any situation that you feel like you can't get out of it because um, it's it's hurtful, it's painful, it's, it's, it's just, it feels like you're never going to get out of it. The best advice that I can tell you is turn to God. Turn to God. He's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can bring peace to your heart. He's the only one that can give you answers. And just um, get on your knees or get on your feet and just talk to him and start listening he talks to us so many ways he talks to us like through people like he just he, he talks through us through people he talks to us through nature he talks to us through a devotional there's through everything there's by like anything anything yeah. all you need to do is be sent have, have a sensitive ear to be able to hear him out yeah. And that, that that's the best advice that I can give you. If you don't have, if you don't know God, you need to open the door for him because he's knocking and he's been knocking for a very long time and, and you've been reluctant to let him in, but this is the time. Amen. Amen. And I love that you're sharing that. And uh, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, it is our faith really the most that connected us. Uh, mm-hmm. And so with that said, you know, funny, right? But we share the same devotional. Uh, <laughs> and yes, I, I cannot, the devotional for me, it, it, it's a daily. And so, I mean, um, it, it's like my daily word, right? It, the mm-hmm. devotional sets the ground for me. And um, so, Juliana, okay. So what I'm hearing, though, is that really, truly and honestly, um, although, um, you know, you, you, your personality of persistence and, and, and being better and growing and, and just not letting obstacles get in the way uh, were, were really uh, what kept you in that going. Uh, but it seems like it wasn't, you know, when I asked you about like your father or whatnot, or understanding your journey, and then, you know, today being able to see how that life biggest challenge, it's a blessing. Um, it wasn't until, you know, 
three years or four years, three plus years ago where things you started having answers, right? Answers of like, well, this is why that happened. And this is why, and that's that. And so am I, is that, is that right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. And so it's life makes sense. We stop being a victim, right? Because now we understand that we are actually chosen to go through the heart heartache, uh, so that we can help others, right? Um, as they're going through it. So, okay, awesome. And we're, we're coming up to the time. I'm going to go over a little bit, but um, let me ask you about this. You know, you obviously, there was a lot of reasons for you to feel, to not feel confident. I mean, um, having to go to school and, and still work and not, you know, not know what's going to happen because you guys are not, you know, uh, legal in the state. And so, you know, obviously that jeopardizes, you know, going to college and, and having a career. Right. And so, um, I, I know you're telling us the story because you, you, you now saw the light out of the tunnel, but when you were in it, right, I'm sure things weren't as clear uh, while in it. And so tell us a little bit about that. And what was it that always helped you, whether it was something that you read or was it just, you know, you just went for it. You don't even know. Just tell us a little bit how, how you dealt with that. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think I've, uh, I've always been a very strong character person. Like I have a strong character. Like I never let anything really like put me down um and and it also was I think my brother like I wanted to be a figure for him like I wanted him to look up to me and say wow I want to be like my sister when I grow up like I, I don't want I didn't like I want to be a role model for him I, I didn't want him to to have to suffer and have to go through everything that I had to go through and I wanted to show him that it was possible so um, I think that was my motor. I think throughout this years or throughout the you know my journey, um, yeah, that was it. I, I I did you ever feel less than because you didn't you know you were an immigrant and you compare yourself to others? Did you ever feel like you were a victim because you had to work and go to school? Like honestly, honestly, I think I was maybe when I was younger. I was like, why do I have to do this? when you know all my friends are like playing sports or doing that or whatever but I knew that my family needed me at that time and I you know like the back of my head was like oh why but but I really didn't care for it because I knew that it was the right thing to do at the time so yeah I love it I love it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking here as, um, you know, see if I'm missing anything that I have to mention before I let you go. Uh, but no, I mean, um, wow, Juliana, I mean, let's talk about obstacles. Let's talk about life challenges, right? Um, moving to another country, different language, being away from your family, completely unknown, right? Um, being in that vulnerable state and, and, and for whatever reason, X, Y, or Z, you know, uh, God just pushed you through it and got you through it. And so um, with that said, you know, I personally want to congratulate you. You are definitely a confident 
closer and you are a woman with vision. That is a hundred percent. You know, your perseverance, I'm sure your brother admires you and looks up to you. We didn't get a chance to talk more about that, but um, you also have a little daughter, right? Yes. Uh, So now we're also setting an example for her. And so it is, you know, women like you, um, that continue to inspire me. Um, you know, I, 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 one day, you know, you'll have to listen to my, uh, episode where I get to share my story, which is actually going to be released tomorrow. And then this one is coming, but, um, anyhow, you know, it's, it's just inspiring. It's inspiring. And I think that it is so needed for us to, to just be vulnerable with one another. Right. And to, at the end of the day, um, we're not victims, we're victors. And so with that said, you know, it is our stories, right, that inspire one another uh, to have a different outlook and things or to, you know, find the peace that we need in certain areas or things that we're going through by realizing that, you know, we're not victims, we're not the only ones, you know, we are not abnormal or, you know, out of this planet. it's life and life comes to us in many different ways. Right. And so, um, um, with that said, I am super grateful for you. Um, and to our listeners, if they want to get to know you more, if they're interested in, in learning about, um, Juliana and of course, perhaps maybe getting some advice on, uh, mortgage and you know and perhaps you know going after their 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 american um dream of home ownership how can they contact you Huli? well they can reach me on my personal phone number which is 305-343-3329 or they can follow me on social media they're going to find me as at mortgages by juliana and awesome awesome so you guys got it mortgages by juliana and that is juliana Uh, (laughs) for those of you who are trying to figure out wait how do i spell juliana um anyhow (laughs) with that said um you guys thank you so much for sticking around uh we apologize we went a little bit over the time however uh, we really would love to hear your comments. If there's anything that, you know, really touched you on this episode, please share with us. I would love, love to hear um, how this episode has impacted you. And whether it's the episode or just, you know, the different episodes in this podcast, share with us. We would love to hear that. Uh, but other than that, you guys, I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. And if I'm not watching you because you're listening to this i look forward um to our next episode for you to tune in so you guys have an amazing amazing day and i'll see you guys next time thanks for listening to confident closers we hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today not tomorrow not someday now is the time Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.